Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? Out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that was always a little weirded out by the aesthetic quality of one Alfred E. Newman. My name is Greg D. What, me worry? I'm Genius McGee. <laughs> and on today's episode, we're going mad, 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 mad! For the fifth year in a row, as we descend into the mouth of March Madness, yes. with our 2021 selection episode. And you don't have to have worshipped the old ones to listen in to our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your smart hole. And of course, you can find us out on social media. We are on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which again leads to shenanigans and bracket shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, February 26th, Screenland Armor, they have your genre needs mm-hmm. taken care of indoors and virtually. Uh, well, I'm very excited because on that Friday, our latest Friday Night Fright again finds us celebrating women in horror with a movie that the last time I saw, I had the blessed opportunity to see Inglorious 35mm. We're talking Catherine Bigelow's Near Dark. Make sure you come shaved. <laughs> Ew. That's one that's going to really make you miss Bill Paxton. Oh, absolutely. And also make you want to go and seek out Point Break. Mm-hmm. And also, she did a film back in the day called The Loveless. And that's the one I sent you the trailer for that Uh I said could be a prequel to Streets of Fire because it has Willem Dafoe, and he's going, I want to go nowhere. Fast. Sweet. It's kind of incredible. you got to love the fact that she is also now an Oscar winner. Yeah. But got her start within genre, and Near Dark remains one of the best vampire films from 1987, Lost Boys Be Darned. The music is rad. The setting is atmospheric. And, like, every time I watch it, I learn something new or see something new, like... And then poor Homer. He's horrible, but that's rough. It's an incredible film, and you need to experience on the big screen, loud, large. And, of course, then the next Friday, all I can say is that for the month of March at Screenland for Friday Night Frights, we're going mad. Yep. As... The madness has gone off of the audio and into the real world. And we're going to highlight the films that will you will have a chance to see on the big screen at Screenland in the month of March as we go through the selection episode. Mm-hmm. No spoilers yet. Not yet, not yet. But of course that weekend also you can see, oh my goodness, now I've, I tried watching this and I got, I got through it. Mm-hmm. And that should tell you something. Uh, but have you ever seen Richard Kelly's Southland Tales? I tried. <laughs> I tried when it came out. I was about halfway through. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't like it. I'm, uh, I'll come back to it later. And I never did. It's interesting that both of us tried. I, like I said, <laughs> right? I, so I'm, I'm curious to see if seeing it on the big screen will change my opinion. I'm willing to give it a shot. Absolutely. Well, the baggage that we bring 
as we've seen, yeah. can change the way we view these films. Absolutely. Now, another one that I saw, I saw this one in the theater at the Tivoli back in the day. Uh, this was Ghost World. Ooh, I like that movie. That movie, Steve Buscemi, it's weird, it's kind of problematic, but it's still kind of rad. Also features that one guy in the uh, the convenience store parking lot with the nunchucks. Yeah. Yeah. I love the opening scene, the John Payne, because like the dancer in the video, she's fucking getting it. She's going for it. Yeah, she is. Now, it's a, it's a film that definitely celebrates that horrible, awkward transition yeah. of post-high school into what people call adulthood mm-hmm. or it's not even adulthood yeah it's just that that horrible transition but another one that we have had a chance to screen multiple times uh, Alex Cox's Repo Man so good you know what i'm thinking about a plate of shrimp right now <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> you know what i'm thinking about uh, getting some sushi and not paying for it mm-hmm. <laughs> You should put it in the microwave. It always tastes better. <laughs> this is another put it on one. A plate. Put it on a plate. That is going to. It celebrates all the your favorite character actors, including the late great Harry Dean Stanton, mm-hmm. and that guy uh, who also shows up, uh, the plate of shrimp guy. He he's he's in everything. Oh yeah. Well, he was also worked with Eastwood back in the day. Yeah. Which is enough. yeah. Yeah, he was the the like the Festus character. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. Now, of course, if you're not ready to go indoors. We understand, mm-hmm. uh, but we can take care of you virtually as well, because then on Saturday, the 27th, we have our latest Shutter shout out, mm-hmm. and we're asking a question. Which which? Uh, I apologize. That was me. I know I didn't throw that by the editorial board. Which which is which? There we go. I like this one coming up. Well, you actually, this is this one you put together yourself. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to, what's our double feature going to be? Ooh, we are going to watch the Indonesian horror, if that tells you anything. Oh boy. Right? Oh boy. Queen of Black Magic. Then we're going to follow that up and go totally, tonally different with The Love Witch. One is going to be a first timer, mm-hmm. and another one I've seen a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm anxious for that. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, hopefully, all of you out there are streaming with Shutter. Now, if you're not, there are a number of seven day free trials. I believe Genius, you said Shut In is back in effect. I believe Shut In is back in effect for seven oh, days. Oh my goodness! Check it out. Check it out. Um, you know, want you to stream along with us. But if you would like some exclusive content, which actually includes a customized pre-show, introduction to the movies customized trailer reel and of course post-film scintillating discussion mm-hmm. head on over and become a member of the screenland film family by going to patreon.com slash screenland and of course if we're talking uh patreon and uh you know film family hey bellies we have uh put together our own little film family at patreon and actually starting at the i've seen that tier genius they're gonna have the opportunity to listen to our reaction of the recent Nick Cage film, Willy's Wonderland. I cannot wait. Five Nights at Rage Cage? I am so (laughs) stoked for this. And I'm going in completely blind, so I don't know what to anticipate. Now, I should say, at this point, we are going to be seeing it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious, because the last time I went in blind to a Nick Cage movie... It was Mandy. We know the experience that that happened then. Oh, yeah. I'm going in with... um, optimism because i've gone in blind with some nick cage movies and been like fucking great and i've gone in blind and i've been like what the fuck was that shit so yeah nick cage i'm like 80 percent nick cage you know what i'm saying because i'm not a nick cage apologist by any means oh 
but I love his shit. I, I'm I'm going in with lower expectations, so we know what happens. But if you want to hear our reactions, the premise alone has got me fucking pumped, man. <laughs> Showbiz was the shit. Well, also by now, by the time this is released, all of our members of the film family will know the entirety of this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness lineup because we will have released the entire bracket early for them. So come on and join our film family at Patreon by going to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Genius McGee. You've already heard it in the intro. We're excited. Yes, 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 yes. For the fifth year in a row, we are descending... For an entire month of madness, mm-hmm. mayhem, mirth, and what have you. Yeah, other M words. <laughs> that we cannot in- expand upon. Now, there might be some first-timers out there, so we always got to give a little yes. context here. But Into the Mouth of March Madness, we, and quite honestly, throughout the entirety of our podcast, we have talked about how you know a film has really reached a legacy if people are still talking about it 10 years from its initial release, mm-hmm. whether it is people like, for the most part, us that are praising it, maybe we saw it back in the theater back in the day, or by word of mouth, people are rediscovering it, but 10 years later, people are still talking about it as if it just came out yesterday. Yeah, 10 years is a good hallmark to do. Once you get 10 years, then you know you've got something on your hands, and you can, if not the attest at time, at least we're at 10 years. And something that will continually be passed down, so mm-hmm. then 20 years later... They're still talking about it mm-hmm. into 30, into 40, into the beyond. Right. I recently saw Creature of the Black Lagoon last year. That's a film that is almost, you know, you know 60 years old at but this it's point. wonderful. Bride of Frankenstein. I just saw that. Isn't it fucking great? It is phenomenal. Just as good as I thought. It's amazing. And again, these, these, and I love the context that comes with it, whether it is a film from 10 years ago, because honestly... Sometimes you need more context with a film that is more fresh than one that is maybe 60 years ago. Yeah, sometimes you need to open up the bottle and let that wine breathe a little bit, but you don't want to let it leave it out too long. Cause you, don't, you don't want it to go, to go sour. Right. And that's what Into the Mouth of March Madness is. It is a celebration of these films that are hitting these particular milestones. And we, what we've done then is for the last, this for the fifth year now. I know, and it all started with canon. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It always starts with canon. Always with canon. But we're going to be looking at thirty-two films from the last forty years. So that is eight films from each of the last decade of, in this case, two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. two thousand and one, nineteen ninety-one, and nineteen eighty-one. And boy, oh boy, that is the problem. Yeah boiling this down to just eight films from each of those years there's been a lot of good shit that comes out in those years i mean every year every year is the best year in horror it really (laughs) yes it is and of course every year puts out a film that is someone that is out there in the ether that is someone's their favorite absolute favorite horror film Mm -hmm. that we're not going to talk about right and its disclusion from it is going to make them go you guys are full of you know what I hate this shit, and then just turn it off and unsubscribe and all this. We're not trying to offend or step in anybody's toes, but at the end of the day, we only have eight slots that these got to go in, and sometimes we have to choose from like 30 movies. So, And what much like they do uh, in the sports world with uh, March Madness, with the basketball tournament, we put a bracket together, and we have these particular films battle each other out. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that I've really enjoyed so far is that we don't just go, well, uh, this particular movie is my favorite, and that's why it's better, genius. <laughs> right. the, the bra bomb did work. It did work. 
we like to show our work here. And we ex- not expect, but we would like you to do the same as well. When you can. Uh, I like to think we take uh, a holistic approach, mm-hmm. a balance of the body, if you will. Yeah, we, we got that chi flowing real good. Yes, we do. And this episode in particular, not only are we going to be defending the particular films that are in the Into, this, into the Mouth of March Madness tournament this year. Mm-hmm. But also give some love to the honorable mentions. Yeah. And that's really the important part of this episode. Because we might, in honor, if one of your favorite movies isn't on here, maybe hopefully it's going to be in the honorable mentions. And if it's still not, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And of course, also the best thing of this, the, this month is the fact that we then have multiple people from the world of horror come in and debate and talk and just gush over these films. And that's the cool thing about March Madness is you get to talk to other people about yep. like these movies that they genuinely like or maybe have seen for the first time and their new favorites. So, And that's when we put together everything. We like to make sure we have a combination of those old favorites, but also those first timers for you or myself, mm-hmm. or in some cases, both of us. Right. And those are the that's when the genuine miracles happen. Think back to our first year with Martin. Martin, yeah. Which... By the way, I think is still going to be getting a boutique Blu-ray release sometime this year. Good. It deserves it. That is a dark, dark movie. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, we're going to go ahead and start all the way back 40 years ago, Genius McGee, mm-hmm. in the year of 1981. Ah, but we were mere babes. At that point, I was six years old. I No, excuse me, five years old. I was going to say, I, I was three. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I'll be honest, didn't see a number of these films, uh, not in the theater, obviously, <laughs> or I should say I didn't have the parents that went to the theater with those films. Right, at least I don't remember those. Exactly, exactly, but was able to see many of them on VHS mm-hmm. at the, the um, video store just up the street from me where my cousin worked. I mean, it was, pr- and that was back in the day when you could like rent a VCR at like the drugstore. Yeah, I mean, and we're talking you could back rent the VCR in the day. And the tapes. Well, this was in the early '80s when we were doing that, so mm-hmm. I guarantee a number of these films that we're going to talk about this year and in the honorable mentions, I first saw via VHS or even stumble upons on UHF stations. Well, here in the first round of Into the Mouth of March Madness, we put everything together by matchups mm-hmm. and a bracket topic. So two films are going to be duking out, and our first bracket topic, and this is appropriate for 1981, but it is scary and hairy. Mm-hmm. It's two werewolf movies fighting against each other, because when you think scary and hairy, the first thing you think of is a werewolf. Well, I was actually thinking of some weird key club thing, but that's only because, you know, we did you're, some weird movies here lately. You were thinking Lamore. <laughs> and it's appropriate, as it turns out, because one of those films actually does lean a little bit more that way. Mm-hmm. We're going to be looking at John Landis's An American Werewolf in London, mm-hmm. going up against Joe Dante's The Howling. Ooh, I think there is not a drought of good werewolf movies, but definitely I think these two are crowning jewels of the whole entire werewolf subgenre. It really does boil down to these two films. If you put together a top three werewolf films of all time, I can almost guarantee you're going to find these two in there. Absolutely. And that's what's rough then, uh, these two films going together. Um, and then, of course... Um, well, that's the question. Is um, one of these the Howling is going to be a first timer? Correct. Yeah, the, the Howling is going to be a first timer for me. There was it, that was been one of those classic. Eh, I've seen that movies. Good, and that's I didn't realize when putting that together. I had assumed for the most part right. it would have been a repeat. So that's even better. And I could have totally bullshitted my way out of it too. Oh yeah, D. Wallace, vampires, and Joe Dante. Yeah, man, it's madcap and crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but at the same time, 
I'm excited for it because, well, and of course, it's going up against a classic werewolf favorite of mine. Of course, and one I actually remember our fr- friend of the podcast, Jenny, uh, walked away with a an American werewolf in London print by silver by taking out a silver bullet back in the day. Back mm-hmm. in the day. Well, that leads us into our next matchup here, Prince on. <laughs> and I am so excited to talk these two two films, but in the year of 1981, we got a slew of slashers. Yeah, the golden age of slashers was the 80s. Yes, it was. Well, if you go back to last year's Into the Mouth of March Madness winner, which was uh, a, a film that had death curse, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th, the original, with its success everyone wanted to get into the slasher game. Oh, hell, look at like a couple of years before Halloween. And then after that, it just opened up everything. Everybody wanted to do it. And this is prime example of it. Halloween was also a previous winner in the year of the uh, of Into the Mouth of March Madness, which actually then leads us to our next matchup, which is previously on (laughs) where we're going to have Rick Rosenthal's Halloween 2 going up against Steve Miner's Friday the 13th Part 2. I'm excited for this one again. Slashers are my jam, and the fact that like both these movies hold a good place in my heart for these. Now, I appreciate the fact that th- you know sometimes we get the buyer's remorse of films that we didn't include. Mm-hmm. Now I'm totally realizing I'm having buyer's remorse on the bracket topic. I love the previously on, but both of these are sequels to films that like won the Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament. Well, Why didn't previously on the March Madness. Madness? Oh, hey, good improvisation there, Genius <laughs> McGee. It's our it's our tournament. We'll do what we want, damn it. Exactly. Previously on In the Mouth of March Madness. Well, let's get into our next bracket topic and matchup. And we just talked about a lot of slashers here in 1981. Let's get weird. We, well, we Not only did we want to get weird, we wanted to make sure that because there were so many Obviously, we wanted to make sure that the big franchises mm-hmm. got their love, but also then to, yeah, to explore those seldom seen ones. So that leads us to our next practic topic, which is seldom seen slashers. And oh, goodness, the matchup we have for you. Oh, wow. These are very seldom seen slashers. Well, we've got some Canadian goodness going up against some campfire goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with our neighbors up north. Oh, goodness gracious. Harry Warden, we're going to have a good old time. We're going to cook up some hot dogs. We're going to have a party in the mine. It's going to be rad. Gene Shalit's going to be there. We will not be Surrey, genius. No, not Surrey booted at all. My Bloody Valentine, mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorites, going up against a film that you saw for the first time last year. Yes, and fucking fell in love with it. Yes, you did. Where You can't have a little bit of madness without a little bit of Madman Mars. We're going to go learn about the lore of the campfire. Telling of the horror. You drink every time it happens, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to get drunk. No, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> Which leads us to our last matchup. And this one I'm really excited for because there's any time we can get weird in Italian, I'm good for. Same. Especially here in the month of, Ma- uh, in the month of March. Our bracket topic is gateway horror. Which means we're going to be looking at Lucio Fulci's The Beyond mm-hmm. versus Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. Oh my goodness. Yes. This Now, if you go back to our very first Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament, in the year of 19, uh, 1987, Evil Dead 2 went out in the first round. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's going to happen this year, and that was a big upset. But honestly, The Beyond Evil Dead, that's kind of rough. Yeah. Those are two wonderfully weird and seminal movies in their own respective rights. I'm... <sighs> um, uh, my head's my head's hurting for some reason. I don't, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no worries. Um, those are our matchups here the, for the year of 1981. But genius, mm-hmm. 
there's out there, there are people screaming at us right now. Why didn't you have this one? And why didn't you have that one? And which, blah, blah, blah. Which leads us to our honorable mentions. We want to make sure we give some love to some films that, quite honestly, if we were to put together the bracket, you know, the, the, the topics and the matchups. It might have changed today. I mean, there's ones right now where I'm like, you know what? We could have done this and we could have moved that. But, hey, this, where's our hill? We're dying on it. So let's give a little bit of love to Evil Speak. Absolutely. <laughs> Clint Howard goodness. Uh, we had a chance to see that as part of our last uh, Nerdoween. Fantastic. The John Wick of horror. Uh, also give a little bit of love to Galaxy of Terror, maybe. Mm. <laughs> it's sleazy. If we had sleazy sci-fi, that would be it. Uh, one that is a glaring omission and was actually on there initially because we were going to go Fulci versus Fulci, uh, but House by the Cemetery. Oh, absolutely. And one that was on there that was could have replaced Mad Men. Is we got the patience of Cropsy. Ah, the burning. The burning. We in the year of 1981, Sam Neill put out both, the pose- both Possession mm-hmm. and Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Which now I'm having buyer's remorse for not having a Sam I Am bracket with both of those in there. That would have got weird. I wouldn't know how to defend possession that well without like talking, well, Squidly, Cthulhu versus the devil. I mean, it works. It works. It works. It works. And of course, a slew of slashers, including Happy Birthday to Me, Night School, The Prowler, and Student Bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a, we got Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. That was a good one. Um, the very underrated and scary ghost story. That is a really cool one with all those John Houston and Fred Astaire and shit. Classy. Uh-huh. Very classy. Well, that's why it's not on the in the bracket. Cronenberg we, uh, with Scanners again. That's where that's the headache was coming headache from. Was, Someone out was there scanning. was scanning like, Where the hell is Scanners? Where are Scanners at? Um, that to me is the one that I'm really not having buyer's remorse because we. I think at one point it was in there. Mm-hmm. But because of the way we incorporate this. Because of some of the bracket matchups, because sometimes we just like the alliteration. Right. <laughs> it's got to go by the wayside. Sorry, scanners. <laughs> um, we also have The Pit. Oh, uh, a recent shout out. With the trolley logs. <laughs> so 1981 had a lot of good stuff. Oh, and then we forgot one thing. We almost left it and walked away. Road Warrior. Road Warrior has been canon on the show of apocalyptic movies are considered horror. However, again... Ooh. Also, sheath your tweets. We're talking about, I think, the Australian 1981 release because it was part of the year of 1982. I'm saving you, genius. I'm just Thank telling you. you right now. Thank you. In the wasteland, we're getting mad here in the month. Leave the tweets and walk away. Now, let us advance into the year of 1991. Mm-hmm. So, films now celebrating 30 years of terror. And a number of these, I know both you and myself did see in the theater. Some of these are Memorable experiences in that theater. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and start up with our first matchup and our first bracket topic. We're getting... Cl- I talked about being classy. Mm-hmm. We are getting classy here. For your Oscar consideration. Yeah, Oscar bait. Mm-hmm. With the 1991 matchup of Martin Scorsese's Cape Fear going up against Jonathan Demme's... Would you put me in a bracket? Just stop it. Just stop <laughs> it right now. The Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> it you- puts the movie in the bracket. If you know the show... If you've ever been to a live experience with us, if you've been around Genius McGee in person. If, yeah, if you ever had a polite conversation with me at any <laughs> point in time. It will come up. And I'm curious because uh, I did see Silence and the Lambs in the theater, had a very memorable experience, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And I act like Max Caddy in the theater. Yes, you so. do. I haven't watched that in quite a while, so I'm anxious to revisit that one. Mm-hmm. Now, in the year of 1991, there were a plethora of sequels that came out. So there were a number of franchises that were continuing to go on that started in the 80s into the 90s. 
and we realized that we wanted to talk at least two of them. And if there's something that you listen to the show and you know Genius McGee, you know there are certain things that freak him out. Mm-hmm. And he also has uh, maybe not necessarily a phrase or two, but... There's some rules to live by, and yeah. one of those horror rules is scurry is scary. Part three. Part three. So we're looking at Tiny Terrors in a third part of their uh, franchise. We are going to be going with Child's Play 3. Mm-hmm. Going up against what? Going up against Critters 3. We're going to talk about Krites. Fuck yeah, we're going to talk about Krites. Oh, my goodness. And it's been a while since we've talked Krites. The last time we did a live episode of Nerds and Nostalgia with Critters 2. Mm-hmm. Hey, little buddies, come gather around. We're going to have Chucky versus Krites, man. That's going to be... This here's the very best eating in town. It's going to be awesome. A disciplined uh, Chucky, as he was, that was shot at in a, somewhere here in the state of Missouri, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this is like also Midwest horror. Absolutely. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, which leads us to our next matchup. And this is the one that I'm really looking forward to. And quite honestly, the the Craven is there. Uh, the bracket topic is Craving Craven. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking uh, Rachel Talalay's Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, mm-hmm. going up against Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs. Amber. <laughs> the amount of times that happen, that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, now, I should say, didn't see either of these in the theater. No? No. Caught of all of, both of them on VHS back in the day. I did. I saw them both in the theater. Okay. I'm anxious to hear your experience with that one, especially People Under the Stairs, because that introduces something Back in the day in my life, I had no context for, so I'm curious to see what young genius had. Oh, the- there's a gimp mask story. Oh, oh boy. Isn't there always, though? Yes. It's, it is again. It's <laughs> the month of March. Month of March. <laughs> month of March. Madness, madness. Let me just zip, zip it back up. Well, speaking of madness, that's going to lead us to our final bracket topic here in the year of 1991, and the topic is gumshoes and tentacles. <laughs> Squiddly diddly. Always comes down to squiddly diddly. Of course. One of these is going to be a first timer for me. Yeah, same here. And the other one is going to be a second timer with a first time watch last year. We have Dan O'Bannon's The Resurrected. <laughs> I hear a lot of, huh? I know. Huh? I thought I was a fan of Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> going up against Cast a Deadly Spell Ooh. by Richard Martin. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Fred Ward action going on. Uh, this was on constant. This one actually battled Beastmaster for the amount of times on HBO. Oh, yeah. Because it was made for HBO back in the day. Uh, fe- features one Clancy Brown. Yeah. Right, who we're going right. to be talking about. Yep. Dude, this movie is great. I've got a I've got a story about this one, but I remember seeing it all the time. Well, and HBO The Resurrected days. is going to be actually a first time watch for me. Me too. And it should be noted that The People Under the Stairs is going to be one of the films that is going to be featured on the big screen at Screenland Armor for Friday Night Frights. Sweet! Yes, I can't wait for that one. That's going to be awesome. Well, then, uh, let us go ahead and get into our honorable mentions for the year of 1991, Genius. Mm -hmm. I have um, the underseen and wonderful popcorn. I saw that on USA Up all night, Mm -hmm. and I have not seen it since. (laughs) <laughs> um, m- one of my personal favorites, uh, Puppet Master 2. Out of all the Puppet Masters, I think I 2 is one of my favorite ones. And the made-for-TV jam of Sometimes They Come Back. Ah, Mick Garris. Uh-huh. Well, I mentioned that there were a number of sequels here, so I want to make sure I get a little bit of love to all of them, including 976 Evil 2, The Astral Factor, Alligator 2, The Mutation, <laughs> We have a Howling Six, The Freaks. So what started in 1980 by uh, here and only 11 years later, <laughs> we're up to number six. <laughs> we have Necromantic 2. Oh, boy. that That's a 
Yeah, that's a date movie right there. <laughs> We've got Omen for The Awakening. Uh, not only did you have Puppet Master 2, but I do believe later that you're Puppet the Master 3, The Revenge of Toulon. Yes, they did. We have Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. Jiminy Jillikers! <laughs> we have Trancers 2. Oh, The Return of Jack Death. And Witchcraft 3, The Kiss of Death. Ooh. My goodness, so <laughs> many sequels in the year of 1991. So many crazy good. And that brings us then to the year... The year 2000. And one. And these are a number of films again, now celebrating 20 years of horror, but also films you and I both uh, saw in the theater. Absolutely. I a think of I, all of, almost all of them I saw in the theater. Uh, same thing with the honorable mentions. Well, And again, one of these films we're going to be able to see here in the month of March at Screenland as well. And our first matchup here is appropriate for the year of 2001. We're going in space. And sometimes they say your franchise is dead if you find your slasher in the uh, the confines of space. But I argue against that. I, ag- I agree. I say nay nay. And our matchup is we have, uh, oh goodness, Jason X. Hell yeah, Jason X. Going up against John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. Let's make a sci-fi movie. It's going to be rad. <laughs> And if you are a Patreon film member of our film family, we did a commentary track for Jason X, mm-hmm. of which I do believe if you drink every time we mention the word fun. Yeah. Y- or, or Andromeda. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. We'll get into that. And then also, this is my chance to review both Ghost of Mars. Now, I did see Jason X in the theater. Uh-huh. I caught Ghost of Mars a couple of years ago because you and <laughs> Dustin would not stop pressing me. And I, because I saw a gun in the theater, and I stand by my theories about Ghosts of Mars. Plus, it's got Jason Statham with hair. It's weird. <laughs> we'll we'll see. However, you know, again, this the baggage I bring. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking, no, I don't want to say speaking of baggage. That's horribly, just horrible of me. But let's just say our next matchup does need to be handled with care yeah and it does take a more serious approach from you know in space more grounded to reality our bracket topic is mentally macabre mm-hmm. and we've got a a first timer for me and one i saw in the theater really yes i has one i saw in the theater and one that i saw a long time ago i've been telling people to see it is sweet we have bill paxton's directorial debut frailty well going up against my first time viewing of session nine hey fuck you which funny enough if you throw that in for like gifts that's the first thing that pops up and <laughs> it's you even, great the one of the best fuck yous in all of filmdom no i should say excuse me i take that back that is not my last year was my first time viewing of it i take that back i messed we just actually had a chance to do that as a friday night fright though mm-hmm. there we go okay my notes are confusing me now. I've got like so many infinite just like sub things. It's horrible. <laughs> but and I, I got like a, like a cocktail napkin with like a drawing of Frankenstein on it. As long as we're not going Pepe <laughs> Silva, we're fine. <laughs> no, I'm anxious to revisit both of these, um, especially Frailty. Oh yeah, Th- both of these movies deal with some heavy shit, 
and both these movies are not happy. No, and they're not fun. No. They're not fun. But they're like, both really good. Well, that already in the year of 2001, kind of showing us the complexity and diversity of what you're finding in horror. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people still give a lot of hate to the 90s and the aughts in terms of what was put out, but there's still some decent stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Some great stuff out there. Absolutely great stuff. Like I said, every year is the best year in horror. Well, and here in the year of 2001, we could actually go classy and learn a thing or two here, genius. And our next bracket topic is historical horror. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to go back in time. Let's do a little... Uh, and a very interesting matchup. Now, one of these is going to be a first-time viewing for me uh, against one I that I saw in the theater. Ooh, la, Crazy la. Yes. Now, the first-time viewing for me is going to be the Hughes Brothers from Hell. Yeah, that's a good one. I saw that one in the theater. Did you? Yeah. I know of the graphic novel mm-hmm. that it was based off of, and I know of the... Uh, it's a definitely, and I've seen that for me. Going up against one I did see at the Tivoli again, strangely enough. See, that one's dope. That's dope that you did that. Uh, and this was uh, the Brotherhood of the Wolf. La Pac de Lupin. Yes. It was such a crazy, weird mixtape of a movie. Mm-hmm. But I cannot wait to revisit it because I have not seen it since that theatrical experience. Me neither. I'm looking forward to it, but I remember action and horror and monsters and yeah i'm ready for it and monica bellucci and monica bellucci indeed well let's uh go ahead and talk about the last matchup for the year of the year 2000 and one this is what happens when we do this as the last episode we've reverse engineered anything that came out of the stuff we recorded earlier (laughs) right (laughs) god help you when you get to the year 2001 my apologies it doesn't happen too often (laughs) but the next matchup actually i saw for the first time in the theater, but not during their original theatrical run. Nope. Why don't you turn around and see who's behind you, man? The bracket topic is Haunted Domiciles. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be awesome. We <laughs> we I, have Jim Bones, that you? I This one, this matchup is just so you in so <laughs> I, many ways. Both of these like films. It's distilled, like just the, the essence of genius. From 20 years ago, I think this is the essence of genius. So what is the matchup we have here, genius? We got motherfucking Jimmy Bones versus Shannon Elizabeth in the house with 13 ghosts. Oh, goodness gracious me. I'm so excited for this one. These are both wonderful movies that i've like enjoyed for 20 years plus these are these are great movies to me well like i said i saw both of these first time at terror tuesday last year and the year before that and yeah they were both fantastic viewings and i can't wait in fact i know i'm i'm gonna pick up bones on blu-ray i already know it's the shit oh yeah definitely definitely now of course in the year 2001 there actually were quite a few honorable mentions that Mm -hmm. we left out so we want to make sure they get their time to shine here including now admittedly i have not seen it but because i just watched for the first time elvira mistress of the dark uh she put out elvira's haunted hills hmm which i haven't I, seen that either i haven't but i wanted to make sure people get because i guarantee someone out there going why didn't you talk about the haunted hills it, it sounds baudry yeah. speaking of baudry i'm i guarantee dagon is if you based anything on a little lovecraftian stuff <laughs> squiddly diddly don't dream it. Uh, the mummy returns I like the Mummy Returns. And I really did. The original did participate in the ma- into the Mouth of March Madness a few years ago. It's straight up horror. Uh, Tremors three. Fuck yeah, Tremors three. With Back to perfection. Hell yeah. Which I know you are a huge fan of the franchise. I like the Tremor series, all of them. Now, one that would be relevant just a few weeks ago, but Valentine. Mm-hmm. With David Boreanaz. And I don't know how you pronounce it, Fessenden or Fessenden. 
but the F words Wendigo. Too many cooks. <laughs> you know, I enjoyed that movie, but I just that kid from Malcolm in the Middle. I've always had a very distrust of him. That's fair. Like a deep seated distrust. I, I understand. I understand. I'm not mad at you on that side. Uh, so for my honorable mention, um, Route 666 with Lou Diamond Phillips and Lori Petty. LDP and Lori Petty? Fuck yeah, that movie is slick. I enjoy that movie. And then Guillermo del Toro produced Devil's Backbone. Very classy. Mm-hmm. Well, 2001 actually had quite a good, like I said, a diverse lineup when you look at it from top to bottom. And almost probably one of the more diverse ones that we have here in the bracket. Absolutely. It's interesting to see... One thing going on with the March Madness to see the different styles, but once you hit the new millennium, all the fucking rules are gone. Out, out the door. Yeah. Out the door. Well, then here in uh, just that scant 10 years ago, Genius McGee, the year 2011, I realized looking at the list of the movies we put together, I only saw one of these bad boys in the theater. I have seen one, two, three, four, five of the movies in the theater. That's kind of crazy, but what's great, though, is again, these are the ones that were truly truly celebrating here reaching that 10-year milestone these one definitely left a footprint in horror yes yes they did and then but the problem is i think when we get to these later years the ones especially recently within the last decade is one of the issues i think people had with new horror was the fact that there were a lot of remakes lots of remakes going back to the well quite a bit and once they went through the initial you know, the big ones, the Halloweens, the Texas Chainsaws, the Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they started going to the next level. And that's what we're looking at here with a bracket topic that we've touched upon multiple times. Remake or mistake. <laughs> and the, both of these films are going to be first timers for me. Really? And both of these films are based off of films that are very near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. Same here. Um, one of them I saw in the theater and one of them was a first time. And that's kind of why I wanted to make sure... We put these in here. Mm-hmm. We're going to have talk uh, Fright Night. For real. Going up against The Thing. With Mew. And that's why I also wanted to make sure to com- put in my, my Mew completedest badge there. <laughs> and listen, I love both of the originals. I mean, very oh, much yeah. so. Oh, yeah. This would be a whole different thing if it was the originals going up against Oh, that would be show. very tough. Yes, it would be. So I, I'm not going to say I have any bias or baggage on both of these, but I also... You know me. You know us. You know yeah. the show. Yeah. We really We're embrace. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 going in with lower expectations and wanting to like them. Yeah. Exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll just go with that. We'll just say there. We'll just leave it at that. That's the best way to look at any movie. Well, and uh, uh, talking about a way to to watch a movie of the <laughs> if, f- if you think we went dour in 2000. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Well, yeah. Well, and you know what? Here's the thing though. Is they're both very good movies. But they're challenging. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be for everyone. Quite honestly, this bracket topic is tough, but we're talking homegrown horror. We're seeing Kevin Smith's Red State versus Lucky McGee's The Woman. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is the My, bracket that will suck the soul right out of you. This is the bracket topic that if you haven't watched any of these, especially with The Woman, that comes with a uh, trigger warning. This comes with a lot of warnings. Yeah. But strange, crazy enough. I saw Red State in the theater. That is awesome. I can't wait to talk about my experience with it because it was memorable. Yeah. It was highly memorable for not only the screening of the movie, but for what happened afterwards. Yeah, that I I can't wait. And then The Woman is going to be one that, uh, I guess I have to revisit it. <laughs> yeah, that one's, that I might one's, be recalling it. That, that, one's, that one's rough. That one's rough. That one, yeah. yeah, that one's not, this one's definitely like, 
the new style of horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so, especially in the revenge-esque as mm-hmm. well, which leads us to more of a callback here with our next matchup. And this is going to be more of um, the, the palate cleanser, actually, with after that. We're, uh, the bracket topic is smart slashers, which oh, I'm really looking forward to this. Yes, me uh, too. We have Wes Craven's Scream 4 going up against Adam Wingard's you're next. Ooh, this is going to be a great one because both these movies are very smart slashers. It's right in the title. Exactly. And Scream 4 is also going to be one of our Friday Night Frights. Fuck yeah. Your next was one. Might as well be Scream 4 too. I love the completion aspect mm-hmm. there. Uh, Scream 4, I did not see in the theater. Oh, I did. did Opening you? weekend. Of course. You're, you're, you're a good man, Genius McGee. <laughs> and of course, you're next. I don't know if anyone did because of the, the weirdness that happened behind it. I'm anxious to talk about that. I've seen it in the theater since, though. I've seen it multiple times now. Thank you <laughs> right? to Screenland, uh, which leads us to our last uh, matchup of the year 2011. This one actually is going to be, and this is going back to stuff that we've gone back to again, where we just want to include a movie in. Wild card, bitches! Who, who needs a bracket topic when you know you make up the, the wild the card? Itself. It's a wild card, whatever we do, whatever we do, we want. We're gonna roll with twelve brackets. We we do what we want. Well, and uh, this is also because one of these is gonna be a first time viewing for me. Mm-hmm. But it's a classic. I've seen that because I could pretty much tell you the set pieces. I could tell you how it ends, but I've never seen it front to back. Really. And the, these are both in theaters for me. Ah, well, we're talking Final Destination 5. That's mm-hmm. going to be my first timer going up against one that was only, this will be my third time viewing again, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, these movies are good. Cabin in the Woods is insane. Final Destination, the end. Mwah. And Cabin in the Woods is also going to be one of our Friday Night Frights. Hell yeah. We're going to see Richard Jenkins on the big screen yelling at a bunch of Japanese children. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's the catharsis we need that's the big purge (laughs) button basically that's the big red button at the the very end there now of course some of you are freaking out because we didn't talk about a particular film from the year 2011 so let's make sure and give a little love to our honorable mentions Mm -hmm. including go ahead start us off genius the adam green and uh joe lynch and wonderful anthology of chillerama oh goodness gracious we have the Brandon Ruth Supernatural one, Dylan Dog, Dead of Night. I've seen that. Oh, I like that one. It was originally going to be on the bracket. Yes, it was. <laughs> we have Shark Night 3D, because I'm a sucker for shark movies. <laughs> we have Attack the Block. I saw that on the first time uh, on the big screen last year. Mm, so good. Seen that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, A slaughterhouse, slaughter movie house favorite of Bloody Bloody Bible Camp. And a cult favorite, Zombie Ass Toilet of the Dead. If you're a fan of that movie, you know who you are. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, want to make sure then also give a shout out to jo- Joseph Kahn's Detention. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Drive Angry, which... With Na- Nick Cage? With Nick Cage, Rage in the Cage, and One of the Dead. Yes. Now, of course, there are probably a number of films that we left out it, from 40 years. And, of course, where you apologize, we guarantee, you know, you are right, we are wrong. That is right. You're right. We're wrong. There we go. We're right. making sure we get that. <laughs> but then again, it's our bracket. Whatever. <laughs> no, but we want every seriously. We don't yep. want anybody to feel like, oh, you left this out, left this out. But again, 
We only got certain spaces, but we think we did a good job. We put some good fights up against each other. Well, let us know what you think of the lineup. And also, then, at this point, go ahead and start submitting your brackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, send them in on Twitter. Send them in on Facebook. Show your work when you can. Yeah. Especially, you know what, especially in your Frightful 4 matchup. Absolutely. We want to know why you picked those. And as we break down everything here, next on uh, next Monday, you're going to start receiving two episodes a week. Our apologies. <laughs> Double the pleasure. The Monday episode is always going to be the first round of the year featuring just Genius and myself. And then the Friday episode will be the round of the Scream 16 and the round of the Hateful Eight. And of course, featuring guest horror fans, mm-hmm. bottom line. And uh, hopefully you guys have some fun with this. We know we have had a ball with it. We're looking forward to next year at this point. Fuck yeah, we already started. Well, you know what? This is There's, celebrating 20. Yeah, so far, not too much uh, buyer's remorse right now. But, you know, that's why we wait until the end to do this at this point. <laughs> yeah, right? We've, we've it's already our, been in there. It's already stamped, this sealed, and already almost delivered. And we can't change it now. There's no quiz show scandals. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so until uh, next Monday, this is uh, Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs>